Huckabee, an exclusive interview with President Donald Trump, Shonda Pierce dies at the Mermaid School, and the dazzling magic of Eric Jones. That's Dre Corley and the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Bilbrey. And now, here's Mike Huckabee. Thank you very much. Welcome to our show. Now, if you watched or read reports from the news this week, you would think that the Border Patrol and the entire Departments of Homeland Security and Health and Human Services have worked overtime to inflict as much pain as possible on crying babies ripped from their mother's arms. The media, congressional Democrats, and for that matter, even several Trump-hating Republicans have seized upon the immigration crisis to portray the administration as cold and callous toward children. Some have gone so far as to compare treatment of children at our borders to the Nazis' treatment of Jews at Auschwitz. Now, folks, this is just plain sick. Time out, everybody. A few facts. Now, they might be helpful. Of the 12,000 children that have shown up at our border and been placed in protective care, 10 thousand of them were in fact separated from their parents, but not at the border by the Border Patrol. Their parents sent them on their own to the border by way of traffickers, paid escorts, and others to make the journey of hundreds, even thousands of miles unaccompanied by their parents. The reason they were placed in protective care was to keep them out of the hands of human predators and child traffickers who would use them as pawns in the sex slave trade. Let me tell you something, as a governor, I was ultimately responsible for separating children from their parents every single day. Now, I didn't personally go into a home and do it, but when a child was being abused or neglected because its mother was a crackhead, or because the parents were making meth in a bathtub and exposing children to deadly doses of poison, you bet we separated children from their parents. And it was never ideal, and I'll assure you it was never pretty. And if a mother was arrested and taken to jail even for theft, her child didn't go to jail with her. I can't imagine anyone, I mean anyone, who would think that's a good idea. Look, I personally hate the images of crying children or of children being housed, even if temporarily, in some shelter. But you've not been given the full story. Since this time last year, there has been a 325% increase in unaccompanied alien children. 435% increase in family units entering the country illegally. Over the last 10 years, a 1,700% increase in asylum claims. Now, that's resulted in an asylum backlog of 600,000 cases because those wishing to get to America have been coached as to what to say in order to come in under the disguise of asylum. But we've also seen a huge influx of deadly violent criminals storm the border especially members of the gang MS-13. They have raped children, they have murdered and mutilated school kids, and they've carried out crimes so horrific, I can't even mention them on television. Most of the critics, including the politicians, who were strangely silent <clears throat> when these same laws were carried out under the administrations of Clinton, Bush, and Obama, 
They offer no solutions, just raw emotion. They generate a lot of heat, but very, very little light. So let me propose the following. Number one, have the media tell the story with accuracy and context. Number two, stop illegals from crossing the border and send them back to their parents. Number three, engage churches and faith groups to take the role of caring for the displaced children and babies. I've urged the president to ask faith groups to become a receiver and caretaker of those children because they can do what a government can't do. But the question is, will faith-hating elements in our country, like the ACLU and the Freedom From Religion group, will they ever be able to accept that? Number four, enforce our borders with a clearly defined and controlled wall and have a door that everybody has to enter, but do it legally. Number five, demand that Congress quit grandstanding and blaming and realize that they're the only ones who can make laws. And they ought to be working to make laws that create a safe and orderly and reasonable way to enter this country that doesn't allow lawbreakers to be in charge of our borders. And number six, stop foreign aid to countries who push their most impoverished people to break into our country. I mean, if we're going to pay for them, then the money that went to help them in their home countries should at least be kept here and then spent here on them. Look, I want a nation to treat every person with dignity and compassion and fairness. But I also want to protect your family and mine from MS-13 or other criminal elements who take advantage of Americans' good hearts. And to do that, we've got to use our good brains. <laughs> While in Washington this week, I had the privilege to sit down with the President of the United States and discuss his recent success in Singapore, the continued success of employment in our economy, as well as some challenges like international trade and our southern border situation. Here's what the President had to say. Do you trust Kim Jong-un? Yes, I think that uh, I've had a very good relationship. We have a good chemistry together. You know what that means. And that happens sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. And I really believe he's looking to, uh, maybe even beyond trust, he's looking to do something for his country, maybe for his family, for himself, but he's looking to do the right thing. If he doesn't make good on his commitment, what is the U.S. prepared to do? Well, first of all, we came to a, a wonderful agreement. It's a shame that the fake news covers it the way they do. It's honestly, it's really, it's almost treasonous, you want to know the truth, because we signed an agreement, and the big thing that they said was, I met, okay? You know, there was nothing else you could say. They could say, I met. Well, in the meantime, we got our hostages back. We get the remains back of our great heroes that have died, thousands and thousands of young people. But the big thing is the denuclearization, and it says right in the first paragraph, and if you listen to the mainstream media, it's almost like like I lost a negotiation. And it's not even a question of winning or losing. I'm not saying it from that standpoint. But look at all of the things we got. There's been no missiles fired. There's been no rockets fired. Japan thinks I'm like a world hero over there. They said, we haven't had missiles going over Japan for the last six, seven months. They were sending them over like it was uh, the 4th of July. And um, so many other things, no nuclear testing. They're getting rid of their engine factory where they make the engines for the ballistic missiles. They're doing all of these things, and then to hear the mainstream media, that was the thing that most angered me. Yeah. To hear the mainstream media, Chuck Todd 
actually stood up and said, the president got so little and North Korea got so much. And I'm saying, what did they get other than I met? I did meet. Now, the war games, that I call them war games, I've been against them for a year and a half. They cost a fortune. We fly f uh, bombers all the way from Guam, six and a half massive bombers, drop bombs, and then they go back to Guam. Then they come back a second time. It's crazy. We spend hundreds of millions of dollars on these war games. We're not being reimbursed by South Korea. We're not being reimbursed. And I've been after this a long time. I say, number one, it is very provocative. But number two, who wants to spend this kind of money? The embassy was moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. I was there. It was as surreal a moment as I've ever witnessed. You made that promise. You kept that promise. What was it that just, just made you decide to do what no other president, even though they had promised it as well, what made you decide, I'm going to do this because I said I would? Well, the embassy was a big thing, but it was for many presidents before me, and everybody campaigned that they were going to move the embassy to Jerusalem, and nobody did it. And I never understood why, but I do understand now, because two weeks before I did it, when the word was out that I was going to do it, I was called by so many countries saying, please don't do it. I mean, I was called, actually got to a point where I said, I'll call you back in a week, <laughs> because I didn't want to have them tell me, don't do it, and then I do it, because I was going to do it. It was a campaign promise. I thought it was very important. And you know who really likes it the most are the evangelicals. I'll tell you what, I get more calls of thank you from evangelicals, and I see it in the audiences and everything else, than I do from Jewish people. But it's not a surprise, though, Mr. President, because evangelicals are people of the book, and they believe that you kept a promise that was uh, uh, fulfilling, really, 3,000-year-old commitment to recognize Jerusalem. But nobody did it. I never understood why. As soon as that second week had up, and once I did it, uh, it was something very special. It's an important event. Immigration has been a controversy over the past uh, several weeks, and uh, what is it that Americans need to know that they're not hearing from the media? That it's the Democrats' fault. They refuse to sit down and draw an agreement that's good for security and good for everybody. We need people that can help us. We want a merit-based immigration system. We need safety at the border. We need the wall. The wall's going to happen. It's going to happen. We have to have the wall. If anything, it shows how much we need the wall. But. It's the Democrats' fault, but it wouldn't be their fault for long if they sat down with us. We could make a deal so quickly. But it's looking like they really want open borders and they want really crime to pour in. Because, you know, we have people, we're doing an incredible job in terms of security. MS-13, horrible gangs, we're getting them out by the thousands. But our job would be so much easier if we had what we need on border security, border safety. We need the Democrats to come to the table and make a deal. Are you optimistic that uh, you'll be able to persuade Congress to come to the table? I mean, you've been more generous than they even originally asked for in terms of, of everything except the wall. They don't want a wall. But if they give you the wall, you're giving them more well, than the they originally asked for. Well, very strong border security and get rid of catch and release, get rid of the uh, chain migration, which is very tough, get rid of, and, and you know, the, the all-time beauty is the lottery. We pick names out. So do you think the country is giving us their finest? So we don't want a lottery system. I mean, who can blame a country, Honduras and these different... Why are we giving them aid when they're letting people pour out of their country? And they're pushing them out when they're letting people pour out of their country and they're coming through the borders. Why isn't Mexico stopping them more? Had I not gotten on the phone 
and let them know when they had the caravan. You know, it started with 2,000 people and about 100 people got in. But Mexico has very, very strong immigration laws, like really strong, among the strongest. They could stop them cold if they wanted to. There wouldn't be people walking across Mexico like that. But we wouldn't even have to worry about that if we had strong border laws, which we have to have. And we're going to have more with President Trump in the second half of the show tonight. You can also invite your friends and family to watch my interview with President Trump in its entirety at Huckabee.tv. That's Huckabee.tv. Now, if you want to learn more about our 45th president of the United States and would like to get the straight scoop of things, visit whitehouse.gov. Or you could follow him on Twitter, like 53 million people do, at Real Donald Trump. Now, Keith, why don't you tell everybody else about some of the amazing things, and we have some. You better believe it. Coming up, country music's Rockland Road performs. And comedian Shonda Pierce takes us along to Mermaid School. And later, the incredible magic of Eric Jones. It's a great night on Huckabee. Well, if you missed Diamond and Silk and Journey's Jonathan Cain or singer Craig Wayne Boyd's performances last week, they are all available at the click of a button on our very own YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Huckabee on TBN. Okay, let me ask you a question. What do you get if you take the lead singer guitar player for the band Exile? You marry him to the daughter of legendary Oak Ridge Boys lead singer Dwayne Allen and Grand Ole Opry backup singer Nora Lee Allen. And then the couple has four musically gifted kids. I'll tell you what you get. You get my next guest, who I heard perform recently, and I said, we have got to get these guys on our show. Now, they've been doing shows for several years as the Martin Family Circus, but tonight they officially reveal the brand new name of the band, Rockland Road. Make them welcome as they perform Mary, Don't You Weep. Oh, singing Mary. Martha don't have to mourn. And listen to me, Mary. Martha don't have to mourn. And Pharaoh's army. They got drowned in the sea one day. But Jesus said, Mary, your little sister don't have to mourn no more. Now, can I get a witness? He said, Mary. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. Martha, don't have to mourn. Oh, Martha, don't you mourn. And maybe somebody's sick today. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. And somebody here ain't got no home. Oh, Martha, don't you mourn. But listen, Your little sister don't have to moan no more. Oh, Martha, don't you moan. Now, listen, if I could right if now, I, I want to tell you that I surely would not. I surely would. My friend, the rapture. Stand on the rock. Stand on the rock. Come, Moses, do it one day. Moses, do it. Because Pharaoh's army. That's what the Bible said. Got drowned in the sea. Drowned in the red sea. But I believe a man sent me. And he said, Mary, oh, Mary, don't you weep. 
trouble me over after a while. You won't have to give up wrong for wrong no more. And Mary could have been a heart to hear. And I believe you say, but I call it all belongs. Wish that somebody to help me call Mary. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. Oh, Mary. I'll be rich over the part of a trust in my name. You're kind of like the Partridge family, but you haven't quite yet got your own television show, but it's going to be coming. It's going to be happening. Who knows? That, that is really great. Now, let's talk about the name change, because up until tonight... Yes, sir. First time you have performed as Rockland Road, you've been called the Martin Family Circus. Yes. So what's behind the name change? Jamie, let me ask you that. Well, you know, the name started out just kind of in fun. Vince Gill called us at the first time. Right after finding out we'd had our fourth baby. <laughs> and uh, we became known as the Martin Family Circus around here, staying under that name for the last eight years. And it was great. The kids were little. It was crazy. It was a circus. Still is. <laughs> you know, and as, we, as they've grown and, and become really, really uh, accomplished musicians, they, they're all playing instruments. They're writing songs. And uh, we're watching our music just grow. And we wanted a name to grow with them. And that would have special meaning for our family. And Rockland Road is a street here in our hometown where my parents started a studio when I was a baby. Mm. I actually started it in our house. Then moved it to Rockland Road and ran it for years. It became the Oak Ridge Boys Studio and uh, actually Ricky Skaggs runs it now. So it's still in business, but it's where this journey started for our family down on Rockland Road. So. And, and Paul, as the, uh, the patriarch now of this <laughs> clan, I mean, it's got to be a joy to be able to perform with your family. Huh. But did you have to did you ever have to push them? And I, I'm serious. Was it something they just naturally took to, like ducks to water? It just seemed like a music store in our, fan, in our home. Yeah. From, from the minute they were old enough to touch instruments, we have drums and pianos and guitars all through the house. It's always noisy at our house. Always has been and still is that way. I, I'm hoping you will promise me that you will come back and be on our <laughs> oh, show again. We would love Hopefully. it. We would love that. Great. I have witnesses. I got witnesses <laughs> right here. All right. Well, be sure and follow Rockland Road online. They've got new music coming out this summer. Go to rocklandroad.com. It's right on your screen, but I want to tell you again, rocklandroad.com. You can get all their information. And as I said, these guys can play any kind of music, and you're going to want to see them live to truly appreciate the scope of their talent. From their website, you can get concert schedule, T-shirts, great music. Rockland Road are going to be returning to the show a little later. They'll be playing some of their new music. Now, there's an easy way to become a Renaissance man, and that's to become really good at a lot of things. Okay, well, maybe it's not that easy. But my next guest makes it look that way. Our correspondent, Juan Garcia, sat down with former NFL running back 
and Renaissance in Training Man, Rashad Jennings. This is in order to get the scoop on his post-NFL career. Here's Juan. Rashad, it's a delight to have you with us, but let me get this right. You went from NFL running back to Dancing with the Stars champ to humanitarian and now author. It's like everything you touch just prospers. Tell me the secret. Secret. Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could tell you a secret that was something uh, worth saying. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> Only thing I have is keeping God in my life and hard work. Your book, The If in Life. Where'd you get that title from? I'm a big play on words guy. And when you spell out the word life, if is in the middle. And I believe since we all live a life, um, let's talk about the if in it. And for me personally, I extract the if in life and talk about all of my big ifs. And um, it's gonna force every reader to find their if. What did you learn about yourself when you, you know, went back home and you know, kind of revisited all these, these stories? I was welted with tears as I was writing. And uh, I always tell people it's nothing special about me. Truly it's the position that I find myself in that's uniquely special, mm -hmm. it's not me. And so anytime I get to kind of unmask myself and be a magnifying glass towards things that I deem important, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. And in doing that, you know, I, I get to save that little kid that I once was. What do you tell that kid who has a heart for getting in the game, but he rides the bench and like you did, looks forward to Monday practice instead of Friday night's game? What would you say to him? telling you your shot's gonna come, promise you. Um, but learn to fall in love with the process more than the outcome, and you will supersede your original desire every single time if you learn to fall in love with the process. And, you know, once you learn to do something, you drop the L, you drop losing. If you drop the L in the word learn, you get earned. You start to earn these opportunities. And I truly am a living testament of that. Now, what's the next mountain you're gonna climb? For me right now, I'm, I'm getting into a lot of different things. Writing books, uh, my foundation, Rashad Jenner's foundation, I get to actually put more energy and effort into that. Uh, acting, TV, commentating, hosting, those things uh, where I get to create. Um, I, I really, 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 really have always said if I'm only remembered as an NFL running back, in my personal book, I'm a failure. Uh, I feel like God has been able to give me a very creative bug, and now I get to express that to the world. Well, Rashad, thank you for stopping by, and we hope that you continue to be a blessing to the millions of people that you are influencing. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Rashad's new book, The If in Life, just hit the New York Times bestseller list. You can order it online or pick it up from your local bookstore. Now, if you want to keep up with Rashad, visit his website, RashadJennings.com. Keith, why don't you tell us what else is happening in our show tonight? I would love to. Coming up, there's more with President Donald Trump. Then magician Eric Jones demonstrates the magic that made him a hit on America's Got Talent. But next, we visit Wiki-Wachi Springs to see if Shonda Pierce graduates from mermaid school. Governor Huckabee, are we being mermaid?
kids are robbing a bank. When you reach out to others through Samaritan's Purse, you'll help provide physical aid to hurting people all over the world and all in the name of Jesus. Be sure to call or visit Samaritan's Purse website and help make a difference that lasts with no strings attached. I assure you, you'll be glad that you did. Well, it's time to share another ball cap that's been sent in from our wonderful viewing family. All right, Trey, what you got on your head today? Yes, sir, tonight I'm wearing a way cool hat from Youth with a Mission Denver. I love what it stands for. YWAM is a missions organization where people of all ages and backgrounds can go for intensive Bible courses, awesome worship, and to train to go out into the world to preach the gospel. Now, if you wanna learn more about the discipleship training schools and overseas mission projects through Youth with a Mission, YWAM, just visit their website, YWAM Denver. Doesn't it sound like I'm baby talking or something? That's ywamdenver.org, ywam. You got that, Trey? Ywam. Ywam, ywam. Audience, you say it with me, ywam. Try it again, ywam. They do it better than me. Way better All right, than me. our friend Shonda Pierce has been taking us to some pretty unique places as she travels the country on her comedy show. Now, if you're a fan of movies like The Little Mermaid or wish there was more underwater ballet in the world, well, if you do, you're weird. But <laughs> if you like this sort of thing, you better catch up with Shonda and her friend singer Karen Williams because they're heading to Florida to experience every little girl's dream. So, Karen, yes. while we're down here in the sunshine, I have this great idea. Okay, I'm a little nervous. I think we should go train to be mermaids. Right now? You, we could be mermaids. Oh, my God. You be the mermaid, I'll be the beach whale. <laughs> So here we are at Winky Watchy Springs State Park. I just want to hear you say that fast. Winky Watchy Springs, Winky Watchy Springs. <laughs> but we're going to Mermaid School. Mermaid School! In 1947, the first mermaids took to the water at Wiki Wiki Springs. Newton Perry, a former sailor, recognized the natural beauty of the springs, created a viewing room, and installed breathing hoses for the mermaids. The shows have dazzled countless visitors ever since, even becoming a home to films and television specials. These days, the Florida State Park takes care of Wikiwachi Springs, and now they even present shows like The Little Mermaid to thrill the youngest members of the audience. You do believe in mermaids, don't you? Okay, look, future mermaid. I know, we, we have, have to, to practice. practice. Okay, I'm ready. Go. What are you doing? I press and hold my breath because we're going to die down there. <laughs> we're not going to die down we there. We are too. Come on. So this is our first time. We've never been mermaids before. She's serious. Give about us this, some Casey. moves. What do okay, we do? Well. So you just bring your legs and tail out in front of you. Your one arm up. Point. One Point arm down. down. Together. Like this. There you okay. go. How come I look like I need a fire hydrant? Your legs will be together. 
Oh, you're okay. Upset. So the next one is blowing a kiss. So you're gonna take your air. That and you're sounds great. Blow it out. So look at. Blowing kisses for y'all were ever born. <laughs> Let yes. me just ask a question. Do you believe in mermaids? Of course. Do you? You're gonna, because you're about to get in the water. I'm getting scared. All right, what's happening here? We're gonna put some scales on you, make the mermaid ready officially. Governor Huckabee, are we being mermaids or robbing a bank? Does that have mermaids in the Bible? Wow. Who went and caught the two mermaids to get on the ark? <laughs> And the next time you see us, we'll be moving. I think you're ready. So what did you ladies think? How was it? What I think is... I thought it was awesome. I really should stick to stand-up comedy. <laughs> well, this is Shonda Pierce. We've had a great day, and this is my America. Oops. <laughs> Want a mermaid? Always oh, mermaid! <laughs>
people have never had a job situation like this, the lowest in history, unemployment, uh, lowest unemployment in history for Hispanic. Among the lowest for women, it's 21 years now. 21 years, it's the best for women. We're doing really well. The country's doing well. Companies are coming back into the country, but our trade is so imbalanced between China and the European Union and Mexico and so many other countries. For years, they've taken advantage of the country. We have to straighten it out, and we're in the process of straightening it out. People have accused you of saying, well, you want to create a trade war, but I've heard you repeatedly say you want no tariffs from anybody. That's about as free trade as free trade can get. Well, I actually offered that to Canada. I said, okay, I'll tell you what, if you think it's so wonderful, let's get, just go no tariffs. You know, Canada on milk and dairy products charges us 300% a tariff. So when our farmers send in milk, so what does that really mean though, Mike? It means they don't send it because it's not competitive, okay? So Canada doesn't take it. And they try and act aggrieved. They have tariffs that are, that are massive. They don't take care of our people in Wisconsin. They don't take care of our people in New York State. They don't take care of a lot of the dairy places. They won't take our product. And they do it by having these massive tariffs. And they shouldn't be. I actually told them, I said, look, here's what we do. Nobody gets tariffs. No more barriers. You know, they have a lot of barriers. The European Union has barriers. They won't take our products. So they have a barrier. And yet they'll send in Mercedes and BMWs, the cars. They'll send them right in. It's not right. And I told them, that's why we put steel. And by the way, our steel industry is coming back. United States Steel is now expanding and opening six new plants. Others are, our steel industry, you know, I put a 25% tariff on. Our steel industry is coming back because that way they don't have to pay the tariff. Yeah, we put a tariff, a 30% tariff on solar panels. We had 32 plants, so many of them closed. Now many of them are opening again. We put a tariff on washing machines. Now all of a sudden we're expanding our washing machine production business in the country. Because companies, even if they're outsiders, they come in because they don't want to pay the tax. We're sitting here in the cabinet room of the White House, where you've been president for a year and a half. Do you look back on some of your skeptics and critics and uh, just wonder what they were missing? Well, I look back on you when you said he's going to win, <laughs> okay, very early. Yeah, uh, I didn't enjoy saying that when said, I was a You even held up Mr. my tie. President. You said, look, I wear one of his size. But you said that. It was great. You know what? In 510 days, a lot of people are saying we've done more than any president ever in their first 500 days. And, and I think we have regulation, the big cut in taxes. You know, regulations, I've cut more regulations than any other president in four years, eight years, or, you know, in the case we have a 16-year-old, right? I've cut more regulations than any other president by far. And we're talking about 500 days. Uh, the country's doing well, companies are coming back, the jobs are the best they've been. You saw the other day, jobs are the best they've been in 44 years, okay? So uh, we're doing very well and I'm very proud of it. As well you should be. Mr. President, an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Thank you very much, Thank Mike. you Appreciate so it. much for your time. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. My thanks to the White House staff for their hospitality and their assistance in making the interview happen. And a special shout-out to the president's very capable press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I don't know. It's up to the legendary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Should we keep going, Sarah? That's right, Mr. President. We agree with you. By the way, you can watch my interview with President Trump in its entirety at Huckabee.tv. In a few weeks, we'll be sitting down with Vice President Mike Pence. We'll ask him about life in the whirlwind of the White House. All right, Keith, we've had some pretty big stuff. I bet there's still more coming up. 
Oh, a little magic up our sleeve. Coming up after the break, magician Aaron Jones and his sleight of hand. Plus, Rockland Road plays some new music on Huckabee. Well, my next guest does some things with coins, cards, and other objects that even baffle magicians that you've known about. Now, you've seen him on America's Got Talent and Masters of Illusion. He has even fooled the great pen and teller. But now the real test, can he fool me? Please welcome one of America's most admired magicians, Mr. Eric Jones. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Me I, too. You're amazing, and I want to see what you got. You know, what I wanted to do tonight was uh, give you guys an example of what sleight of hand is. For those who aren't familiar, uh, what I do is I use my ten fingers and a little bit of cunning to create the illusion of magic. I'd like to show you a little bit okay. of that if you got a couple of seconds. Uh, here, inside of this empty purse, I'll make sure the camera gets to see that it is completely empty. I'm going to leave this little guy right here in front of you, Governor. Okay. I'm also going to use a little bit of imagination. Here's a little bit of that. And if you watch closely, just a little bit of imagination, a little bit of heat, and we get a solid silver American half dollar. Isn't that cool? That's very That's good. Weird. Now, here's the weird thing. Okay. Here's the weird thing. Now, this coin, you can see. This one, you have to see to believe. Watch. <laughs> How did you do that? Years of practice and self-denial. That's how that works. Now, the best wow. thing happened in three. So I'm okay. going to do it again. Okay. Uh, I'll even tell you what to watch. All you all have right. to do is keep your eyes right there on that little spot. Okay. If you watch right about there, you might see the moment. I get the third little coin. Isn't that the weirdest thing you've ever seen? That's pretty weird. Could you go to the bank with me? I'll get some money out and... The problem is it's going to transfer to my bank account, so it's not going to help that you at all. That doesn't help me a bit. Not one bit. No But thanks. you know, they say easy come, easy go. I'll yeah. show you exactly what I mean. Okay. If you watch the top coin, if I give it a little squeeze, I can almost create the illusion that the coin not only becomes invisible, but it can travel back to the purse. Watch. I'll do it again with the two remaining coins. Watch the top one. Actually, you know what? Keep your eyes on this one. Because if you watch this coin, you might miss the moment. That one goes back to the purse. Leaving only one to go, and if you watch really closely, you might see huh, the second the last one goes, leaving inside of the purse that's been in front of you the entire time. Yes, it has. I hear something in there, Eric. Three wow. pieces of silver. It's the strangest thing. Really, really weird. But now we were talking about things transferring back and forth yes. a little earlier. I want to give you another really quick example. Can I keep the coins? Is that uh... There's a cost for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, can't blame a guy for asking. Go ahead. No, no. Three solid pieces of silver. The idea, believe it or not, is that one at a time, you'll see the three coins as they fly from the fingertips here to the fingertips here, but hopefully without you seeing it go. Now, guys, there are two ways we can do this, with applause or the way you're doing it now. I've seen this thing before. Yeah. 
I'm applauding all over this place. This is unreal. Have you open your right hand for just a moment? Okay. And I'm going to leave that coin there for safekeeping. And I'm going to do it again. This time I'm going to tell you to watch. Just keep your eyes on this little guy. Because you know where the coin is. You also know where the coin's going to go. I'll do it in slow motion so you can see the moment. The second. The very instant the next coin flies from your left to your right. And that leaves only one left to go. Now, this one is my favorite because it travels in really weird ways. But first, if I could, sir, have you just close your hand tightly around those coins okay. and don't let me in no matter what I try. All right. If you watch the last one, you might see it as it travels from the fingertips here to here to here and back. And on a really cold day, I can get a coin like this to completely vanish. And if you could open your hands, show them what you've got, you should have one, two, and three pieces of silver. That is amazing, and I have no idea how you did that. But I've got one more really cool thing for you. Have okay. you got a minute? Would you mind coming to the front? I'll do Give it. Give a round of applause as he makes his way up to I'm the I'm afraid. Front. Thank you. I'm afraid you're going to make me disappear, Eric. I am going to try my best not to. Okay. Uh, if I could, sir, have you face me. Okay. And if you don't mind, open both of your hands, palm down. Palm down. Perfect. Okay. Reading oh, my... my uh, my future the back there. of the hand, yeah, yeah okay. Could you close both of your hands into sure, a fist? just like that. Taking a deep breath, slowly exhale, and if you could, push one of your hands towards me, either one. Perfect. Don't let me touch it. Okay. You can drop the other one. Okay. But if you could watch that little cross. Make sure we have Make a sure close-up of that. Make sure the camera gets to see it. Yeah, because it's got his mark on his hand. Make watch. Permanent marker. Nope, it's gone. If you don't mind, sir, slowly turn your hand towards the camera, show him what you've got. Now, how did he do that? <laughs> Thank you. It'll wash off when you wash. <laughs> I'll never wash this hand. <laughs> that is incredible. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Folks, give it up for Eric Jones. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I got to admit, I am a sucker for magic tricks. I love sleight of hand. I absolutely do. I'm always entertained by it. And I have no idea how you did that. I mean, sometimes I think, well, I might. I have no idea. Well, that, thank you so much. My hand was closed. You didn't touch it. When did you decide as a kid, I'm going to be a magician? You know, it didn't even start as a kid. I didn't even get into magic until I was almost 20 years old. Really? Yeah, I, uh, I got to see uh, David Blaine. Yeah. And he, you know, I don't know if you ever saw his first special, but he did this thing where he had a quarter and he bit it in half and then he spit the piece back on, restoring it. That was the first piece of magic I ever saw. Uh, and it actually, we call it getting bit by the bug. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got bit by the magic bug. Have you ever had one just go south on you? A trick that didn't just didn't work? Day. Really? Every day. You sure crazy. didn't have one today. I mean, this all worked and it was absolutely That's stunning. what you think? Thank you. Thank you. Today's a success. And, and I Today's think a success. What, one of the things that impressed me most is that Penn and Teller, two of the truly amazing magicians, saw you, loved you, couldn't figure out what you had done and how you did it. And I think maybe that's the best compliment that ever could be given to Eric Jones is that two of the masters of the universe in the field of magic were blown away by your performance. You know, I've got a really interesting story if you guys have a couple of seconds. Sure. Um, you know, when I performed for Penn and Teller, uh, they have a person in their ear. The guy's name is Johnny Thompson. He's a consultant for the show. Um, and Johnny knows how every piece of magic on the show works. So when they go to deliberate on how they think I did the magic trick, when they first sat down, 
Penn actually said to Teller exactly how the trick worked, the actual method. Uh-huh. And Teller says to Penn, no, it doesn't work that way. Which I thought was interesting because Teller is the more knowledgeable magician, but Penn came up with the idea and he deferred to Teller's good judgment. So at the end of the day, I ended up fooling Teller, but not Penn. But I still walked away with a victory, which was kind of cool. That is very cool. And I want to tell you, you have an amazing gift. It is just fun to watch. Thank You're you. a fun person. You do this for corporations. You do it for any entity, I, I guess, big conventions and uh, uh, anything. Yeah, pretty much. I, I've been a full-time professional magician since 2009. Uh, luckily, my, my journey, I've been blessed to be able to travel all over the world doing what I do. I do work for Fortune 500. I work for a lot of high-end private events as well. Uh, but, you know, exposure like this is always amazing. Well, you're an amazing guy. I loved having you here, Eric. Thank you so it much for having me. It is a joy and a privilege. And uh, I'm, I'm going to leave this on for a long time. Next time, <laughs> leave a few silver pieces in my hand. I'll have to mark. do just that. Thank you very, Thank you so very much. much. Eric Thank Jones, you. everybody. Thank you, Thank you. Now, you've got to see more of the amazing skills of this man. And you can do it at Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, even contact him to perform for your corporate or private event. I mean, who doesn't love magic? And for all those links and many more amazing illusions, and you really should go to his website and see some of the stuff that's on there. It's, it's stunning. Visit ericjonesmagic.com. That's ericjonesmagic.com. You can also follow him on social media at ericjonesmagic. Keith, I'm feeling a little magical over here tonight. I wonder what magic do you have to help us finish the night? Oh, a magical musical guest. Up next, Rock One Road premieres a song from their soon-to-be-released EP. It's right here on Huckabee. Uh, Mike, Mike, excuse me, Governor. Yeah. Yeah. Chief. Before we get to Rockland Road, yeah. we've got something. It's just off the presses. No kidding. Yeah, not the newspaper kind, the okay. men's suit pressing kind. Our good friend Dwayne Allen sitting right there on the front row from the Oak Ridge Boys. Yes, he is. He's here to present it to you right now. Watch All this. All right. Please. See what you've got for me, Dwayne. Oh, I've got something very special okay. for you, Mike. Should I try it on? Yeah, let's pull it off. All right, let's off. take We've this got one, one off. A little bit darker that's designed Sir, for you. Sir, I'm going to try it on, see if it Liberty fits. Liberty Legends mm. and the Oak Ridge Boys are making clothes now that are wow. made in America. Are they as good as the music that the this. Oak Ridge we Boys want to makes? welcome you to Hendersonville, nice. Tennessee. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? I tell you, I feel just like Minnie Pearl. Yes, I still have the tags Listen, on. Look at this. Look what at does this. it say? It's got there, my name in there. There you uh, go. I All like right. that. Dwayne, thank you very much. Welcome to Hendersonville. What an honor. Bop thank you. Bop. We're so glad to have you here. <laughs> Happy right. to be here, Dwayne. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Keith. <laughs> tell you what, if you would like a suit like that, do what I plan to do. Go to MilltownMercantile.com. You can order those all-American suits and more. When you do, you'll be helping other Americans who are employed in making clothing that will keep you looking sharp. Right there on the screen, MilltownMercantile.com. Back to you, Mike. Well, returning to the show to perform is Paul, Jamie, March, Kel, Texas, and Talent, Martin. Would you please make welcome Rockland Road.
Take me empty from my arms Let the shadows from my eyes When it's dark, it's only daylight in disguise Take me down from the mountains When the storm winds collide Answer questions that I keep deep inside And I will hold you And you will hold me From now till our days are done You and I, we will be as one I will take Rockland Road. I know you love them and want to get their music. Well, let's say our thanks to the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, as well as our newly aquatic friend, Shonda Pierce, the magically wonderful Eric Jones, and the incredible family band, Rockland Road. I hope you'll join us next week. We're going to be coming to you from Branson, Missouri, and Silver Dollar City. We'll be joined by the show-stopping Irish tenor, Anthony Kearns, pianist extraordinary Dino, the amazing acrobats of Shanghai, country legend Mo Bandy, and the brand new governor of the show me state, Mike Parson. So be sure and join us. Till then, good night, God bless, and God bless America. Yeah.